Now then, hello everyone, welcome to the Switch Island Express podcast. For some reason they've decided to let me host this one, so apologies in advance if this is a total mess, but I'm assured that it's an express, it doesn't matter, anything goes. So, joining me today, I have none other than the, I was going to say the king of the island, he's not quite there yet, they will say the uh, the chief, the chief of the island, uh, Danny Ward himself. Hello Dan. Hi mate, the chief. I see, you know what I mean. I try and push for a democracy here, and we need to have a vote in the next couple of days of who who, who the king of the island is for next 2020. Sorry, I'll, um, our president. I'll take it. I'll take the president for now. Yeah, yeah, democratically elected. And joining by force. Joining Dan and myself this today, uh, we have uh, Rich. How are you doing, Rich? Hello, Laurie. I'm uh, very good, thanks. Yeah, have a good Christmas. Oh yeah, very good. Lots of food, lots of drink. Um, Lots of pizza, especially. Oh, yes. We've been waiting to hear about your pizza. <laughs> pizza exploits. I know I like it. Christmas pizza is something for previous listeners, uh, or maybe previous people that didn't listen. Rich decided to... Uh, oh, he's getting off now. Oh, he's opening the door. <laughs> <laughs> gone to get some pizza. <laughs> he's gone to get some pizza. Yeah. What was that about? Um... My connection was being a bit iffy. I, I think it's actually to do with the door being ajar. I need to open the <laughs> door. Oh. Yeah, it's that yeah. primitive. Seriously. Uh, 2019. Like like Wi-Fi like can't get through the door. So. Yeah, Wi-Fi is like, oh, come on, let me out like a cat. <laughs> so, of course, everyone, we are, we are in that bit between Christmas and New Year where everyone's off work and you find yourselves with plenty of time to play video games. So it seems like a good time to have a podcast to talk about what we've been all playing. Uh, who'd like to go first? Absolutely. Come on, one of you lads. Who's, who's, who's been playing? You know what? You know what? I'm going to get Ooh. through it quite simply, and I'm going to get mine out of the way because I've been it. playing not as much as I'd like to, but I've been playing quite a bit of Pokemon. Um, Pokemon Sword, mm. to be specific. Really, really liking it. Um, up to six gym badges now, but I think I've spent the majority of time in the wild areas and just like floating about trying to catch Pokemon that I recognise and then trying to just destroy everything that I don't recognise but still a really really good game have either of you two played any of it yet? No um, yeah I got it uh, yeah I got it yesterday as well I also got a uh, shield oh I got a sword it's got a sword actually yeah um, yeah it's I don't know what to feel at the moment I mean I've not played too much but it does still feel very much like another Pokemon game I mean, I've just got to the uh, first or the, yeah, the first wild area. Um, yeah, I mean, everything outside of that it still feels very linear. You're just kind of walking along a set path. Uh, I don't know. So I've not got, I've not really played much of it anyway to really judge it. But at the moment, yeah, I'm not blown away by what I've played. But I'm hoping it changes. I oh don't dear. know. <laughs> well, I'm still yeah. on the fence myself about Pokemon. It's one of those games that if it. Had you know, the, if the the reviews had been better, I think if the people hadn't been so divided on it, I am. I've never played a Pokemon game since Pokemon Red. Many, many. We're talking like twenty years ago now, uh, wow. and I think I was excited about the, you know, the wow. first first home console Pokemon, but it seems like it's still not quite there yet. And I think I've been playing so many big meaty games recently. I just wanted to play some some smaller titles mm. um, to just get through a bit of the backlog. So yeah, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, it's just it's not doing enough to to tempt me, I'm afraid. So I've got my little routine now because I mean, we finally got a bath, and the routine is that I'll take the mm. switch light, it'll be on charge, and I will <laughs> hop in the bath, and I will play maybe like an hour, three. Well, let's not say an hour, turn into a prune, three quarters of an hour <laughs> of like um, Pokemon Sword in the bath. Yeah, that was a bit excessive, but you know what I mean. Like half an hour, maybe candles. half an hour. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you top Get up the water to keep on. it hot, or you can? Of course I do. Yeah. I'm not a monster, Laurie. Keep the keep the water hot. I'm not going to let it go cold. I'm, have you ever heard of those people <laughs> who let the bath water just drain out when they're in it, and it's just their kind of thing? It's like they just let all the filth just drain away, and let the well. So they take the plug let out and just let filth. it all. Let the filth drain away. Uh, let the filth drain right. away. <sighs> it's like a political yeah. slogan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sword, sword, Pokemon Sword and Shield <laughs> is really, really, really good. Uh, as in, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've got my little routine. I'm playing it quite a bit. It's perfect to kind of pick up in chunks. You don't have to really feel, um, you know, don't feel terrible 
uh, hitting the snooze button for a little bit of time and then picking it back up a couple of hours later. Mm. So it's ideal if, you know, Jesse's watching a bit of TV and having a bit of a break, you can just pick up the Switch and then um, play it. So mm. it's good. Uh, story's crap. Like, everything else <laughs> is terrible about it. But it, in terms of like, nostalgia and it's <laughs> nostalgia and comfort food, again, it's it's a good little game for mm. it. So. Now, Dan, you've moved... I think the... Um, so, Dan, you, you've moved on there. I was I've, just going to say... I've you've moved on there, Dan. You just... Unfortunately, you let me host, and I still want to talk more about your bathing habits, I'm afraid. Mate, keep keep going oh, about my bathing habits. They're a bit weird, but <laughs> you're talking to a you you're talking to a 32-year-old man no. who's never had... Well, hasn't had a bath in seven years. Really? Uh, not to say I haven't showered. I'm not an animal. Um, but <laughs> not you, a bath uh, for, like, Did you get any bath bombs for Christmas? We d- Well, I didn't get them, but I bought them. So, <laughs> so I was like, I'm making sure I'm getting some bath bombs. I have really, really bad like eczema, so I can't use them. So I, I live vicariously through her. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but like oh. 50 quid's worth of bath bombs from Lush. I feel like an absolute invalid. Wow. And uh, I walked through the door and some fella just jumped on me straight away and was like, you look like a fella who needs to buy a gift from someone else. And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so. But I can see you. It's good. I can see you as having a spa bath as well. You know, well, you press the button and it sort of blows bubbles at you and all that kind of stuff. No, mate, no, no, no. I, I'm As much as I'd like that, really would love the idea of it. Very, very simple, straightforward bath. The only thing about the bath, it's got the... Um, uh, taps in the middle of the bath, Ooh. not at the end of it. Wild. So it's it's a bit yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. So when, as we were talking about before, when you've got the hot tap running and you're trying to get the hot water back up mm. and heat back up, it's kind of like touching arse a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like just like this is this is not great. So if you were to doze off slightly, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Um, well, so if I was to doze off in your bath, <laughs> I would be fucked. <laughs> Well, you will be well. Let's let's not quote me on that. <laughs> no, okay. uh, again, talking political uh, statements. Richard, I'd uh, want that. Do you enjoy a bath, Richard? Richard, am I Rich? am I in trouble? What? <laughs> no one says Richard. Ricardo, you want to be? Ricardo, do you enjoy a bath? That's better. That's better. Um, that's quite an infrequent thing. I'm more of a shower guy. Mm. I'm just too lazy. It's too time-consuming to bath, um, bathe, whatever the word is. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's nice. It's nice, but it's a rarity. Good. Now, sorry, Rich. What were you What were you going to say about Pokemon before? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Back to Pokemon. <laughs> I was just going to say about the weird Britishness of the game. It's kind mm. of throwing me off a bit. I don't like it. I. I'm used to the dialogue in a Pokemon game when you're in the house and mm. then you're just kind of observing the, you know, the contents of each room. But all the stuff like telly and uh, your mum's going to go spare, it just, it's a bit weird. It's when the... I don't know how the rest of the world is uh, dealing with it because they must be fucking confused. <laughs> yeah, She's it's spare. when people just keep on calling you mate. Mm. I was going to say that like, everyone just calls you mate. All right, mate. It's like, fuck off. I don't know yeah. you. But surely it's better that than just saying, all right, governor. Hi, <laughs> governor. Oh, oh, hi, chopper. It's like, all right, mate. Calm Is down. It, are there the Some separate towns? Though, I mean, yeah. Do the separate towns have different kind of accents? Is it like, wait, hey, mate? No. <laughs> I don't know where that was. <laughs> Is that anyway, Welsh. Can <laughs> <laughs> be. <laughs> um, not that I've noticed. Like, it's it's. They tried to get like an element in the last town I was in, like of, of punk. Um, which is a bit okay. weird, and uh, it was all right. It just wasn't punk. It was more metal. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the kind of they're trying to be. Oh, is that a punk IPA? They're yeah. trying to trying to nail it, but it's just a little bit cringy. I think if you're from the UK, mm. and obviously I'm from the People's Republic of Liverpool anyway, so it doesn't really bother me. Uh, the UK is fake <laughs> anyway. Um, wow. Let's um, move on. And you've been you've been doing a bit of trading, haven't you, with people? Mm. That seamlessly nice and straightforward Nintendo experience that you're used to. Absolutely the easiest thing in the world. Not. So after two Google <laughs> guides and sat there with Andrew for about 25 minutes, um, finally managed to trade my Haunter to up, well to allow it to then evolve into a Gengar. But man, that was so so painful. Because um, what you have to do is you put a little link code in. So let's just say four-digit code 2707, date of birth, guys, if you ever need to know. Um, you put that in, 2707, bang, bosh, right, that's over, that's in the ether. Andrew then has to put 2707 in, uh, in for him to be able to link with me. So we were doing it for a while, and it wasn't linking. I and mean, I could see he was waiting to trade with someone, and he could see on his Pokemon that I was waiting to trade, but it just wasn't linking the two of us. So I was like, right, okay, back out, let's do something simple, 1111. Anyway, some fucker over in Argentina is trying to then trade <laughs> his Magikarp <laughs> with me for a haunt. Argentina, like, mate. 
you're taking the mic like get off my game and then it automatically pins you to a person using that link code the whole point of the link code is to stop you from linking with someone that you don't know and it's doing that very fucking thing to then pair you with someone that you don't know so it was really really exasperating but we managed to to fix it in the end and we had like quite a, even with some of the convoluted like link codes i would put like nine four eight seven in i love how i'm just giving you four digit numbers i put nine four eight seven in and it still managed to like link me to someone else and i was like this is baffling <gasps> but then again half an hour managed to fix it yeah and now i've got the gengar yeah okay. well you got the gengar so at least okay. that's the main thing well it's back yeah. in my day when we just had the link cables and the game boys in the playground it was all it was all much better clearly yeah, it was legit, wasn't it? Yeah. it? Took like 25 minutes to trade one Charizard over to someone else. Not it took like 30 seconds. It was magic. Mm. But other than that, seamless experience. <laughs> it's a good game. It's fine. Uh, it's a, it's fine. And that's all you've been playing then? Your Pokemon in the bath? Not not been anything else? Pokemon in the bath sounds a bit more um, insidious. Play, playing with your Pokemon. Playing with my Pokemon. You're a little monster. Poke- <laughs> Jigglypuffs. Getting the Pokeballs out. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> Pokemon in the bath. Absolutely fine. But yeah, I've been playing a bit of Fortnite again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? I've got Luigi's Mansion there ready to go. Are you I'm still very, not I played that yet? Well, how are people still buying that game and it. not playing it straight away? I'll never understand. Oh. So good. Everyone's saying this. It's absolutely brilliant. And I completely believe you all. But it's just one of those things where I've gone, I really want to complete Pokemon. And I've also got Jedi Fallen Order on there as well. And PS4 going, so mm-hmm. I kind of want to make sure I get those two games off the deck before I then start another game. Because um, um, if I can get them out of the way, then I'll be happy. Little segue, Star Wars. You've seen Star Wars now. We're allowed to talk about films and things we've seen on the Express, right? Uh, have we all seen Star Wars? No, mm-hmm. oh. I've not, but I know everything about it. So it's well, fine. yeah, we so can't. Well, let's not talk spoilers because many of our listeners may, well, not, on, may not have heard it. We can, seen it. We can do what podcasts do. We can put a two-minute timer on. And we can sp- do spoilers, so hold on a few seconds. I'm going to put a time. Bring in Andrew's beeps again. They're, they're oh, don't talk about his beeps. Right, okay. Uh, so we're going to do two minutes. And so the people at home, you're going to hear like some sort of noise. And then that'll signify the two minutes dying. And then obviously you'll hear my phone going off when it's saying uh, you'll hear the item receive noise from Zelda. So three, two, one, two minutes. Laurie, what do you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's a Disney Star Wars film. You kind of—I'm not mm. expecting too much. Uh, I keep saying to people, as soon as Disney buy something, you have to accept that any kind of artistic integrity or some sort of artistic vision goes out the window. And Disney are going to sit down and think, right, yeah. we need to make films to make our money back from this product that we've bought, this investment we've made. We need mm. to churn out films, so we need to come up with stories to justify doing that. Now, if we get it. Right, and we get a really great story, great, but if we don't, well, these films are coming out next year whether we get a good story or not, so we just need to get a story yeah. written and directed, and yeah, sometimes it works, and Rogue One turns out really well, sometimes you get a film like Solo, which is not great, sorry everyone, uh, and I kind of feel like, given all that context, I kind of thought the uh, the new one was, was, was pretty good, you know, it was pretty good, f- fun roller coaster. it wasn't any kind of deep, meaningful you kind of look back at the whole new trilogy and you think what was the kind of what did that add to the whole the whole thing really it just seemed to have been a kind of another little spanner in the works that they had to overcome when they did overcome it and now it's all back to where where we left things after episode six really but uh, i do like i do like how you've spoiled nothing in our spoilers and we've got 40 seconds left so few <laughs> sales spoilers that happen leia dies pretty uh, ben solo redeems himself uh what else what else is spoiler? Harrison Ford's in it. Harrison Ford's in it. Palpatine, yeah. Obviously, Rich just said then, uh, Ray is Palpatine's is it, granddaughter. Yeah. Th- is it true that Hans Force Ghost uses the I know line? That's what I heard. I can't remember like, now. Ben's talking to his dad, and he's like, he goes to say, like, Dad, I love you. And he's like, I know. And I just cringed when I heard that. Oh, no, no. to be fair, that was one I of the genuinely so. only... Ten seconds left, by the way. One of the genuinely only touching moments in the film. The, the, pal- yeah. the Palpatine <laughs> twist, her being his granddaughter, I thought that was quite a clever twist. I didn't see that coming, even if it was kind of badly done. There we go. Oh, oh I like your alarm there. That's my uh, text tone. Hmm. Very nice. Which is one of the most fucking annoying things when I had it assigned to WhatsApp and all you clicks <laughs> were like messaging 200 times a day. Da, 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 da. Ruined it. That was me. annoying in Breath of the um, Wild though. We're just like, all right, I know what this item is. Stop telling me all the time. Yeah. Christ. One of the only games where you couldn't skip any sort of animation. Um, While well, saying that though, you could when you were cooking. 
you could skip it but mm, even yeah. Yeah, that was a little well, sped things up slightly but I was like fucking hell if you could just switch off all of those animations as lovely as they are um, hmm. they're a pain in the ass good so, uh, so okay. yeah, they're my games no, thank you thank you for that Rich you're, you're, you're up yeah I'm up oh. <laughs> um, the eye, eyes emoji <laughs> oh, there I uh, <laughs> wonder what the noise was hitting the table <laughs> oh come on there's more of a little tap little tap um, <laughs> anyway yeah games I've got quite a few games for Christmas um, yeah I'll start off with the one that's impressed me the most this was an eShop purchase and that was uh, Far Lone Sales mm. okay. which is a phenomenal game which is on the uh, eShop sale right now for less than a tenner okay sell it to me yeah so basically you play as like a, it, it looks like a young girl it's a very tiny character it's very zoomed out gameplay it's like a side scroller mm. and you pilot this um, massive vehicle across like a barren landscape it's basically like a coastline and you have to basically um, gather fuel for the vehicle it's like a big massive locomotive and you have to basically feed energy into the locomotive engine to get it moving you have to put out fires it's kind of like bomber crew in a way okay. like kind of like um, what's it called? Uh, what's the one cooking game called again? Overcooked. Shit, it's gone now. Overcooked. Yeah, you're kind of managing the insides of this environment. So in this case, instead of a kitchen, it's a vehicle. So you're having to basically feed it, um, let off the steam so the engine doesn't basically burn out. You have to put out fires that happen. You have to basically erect the sail to get the wind to propel the vehicle forward. But along the way, you have to encounter um, puzzles. So your pathway is blocked and you have to find a way to basically clear the path. So it, it's just, it's such a unique game. I can't really put it into words. Mm. Um, but it's just an amazing art style, beautiful music. It's that kind of game that appeals to me. It's very, it's very atmospheric, very kind of, it's, yeah, it's a pure indie title. It's very touching. You think it's probably going to make you cry? It hasn't made me cry yet, but <laughs> it, it's just an amazing game. I, I, I just wish I could put it into words, but it's so very, very unique. I think you're doing well. I think you're doing well with that. And I think um, really interesting tweet that I saw before from Adam Switch Indie Fix. He said, do we think that for just for indie games alone, because I know we've had this conversation about AAA titles, um, but just, just indie games alone, do we think 2019 has been better than 2018? I've definitely picked up more in the past year, definitely, mm. I think. I'm still on the fence a little bit because just from what I played last year, I think I enjoyed. Did Celeste come out yes last year? It mm. did, didn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. On the yeah. face of it, Celeste, uh, Hollow Knight for me last year, Steam World Dig Two. Was, Dead was that last Dead year or the year before? I don't know, it was a year before, but Dead Cells I think was last year. Or was that the Dead year Cells before? Was? I don't know. This uh, is the thing. No, I can't. I can't quite. All these indie games. I can't quite remember when they all come out because I'm less likely to play them at launch as I am. Bigger titles. Mm. Cool. But yeah, if you had a list, I mean, had a list of all the different indie games per year, it would be quite an interesting thing to see which has been the best year in the recent recent times for for indie games. Um, it certainly feels mm. like every year there's just so many quality good games uh, to play, indie wise. I mean, one thing one thing I will say about um, Fathers, I know I compared it to like Bomber Crew and like. Um, basically um games like that but it it hasn't got a frantic stressful nature about it you're not trying to juggle things it's very quite slow and pedestrian it's yeah. it's quite a relaxing peaceful game it's just a case of keeping everything in order so mm. you have to just keep your vehicle moving forward the whole time um you'll get it'll be, it'll be struck by lightning the top of it will catch fire your sails be damaged you have to repair things you just have to find a way to keep moving forward it's it sounds just, pretty stressful it's a very it's a very it's no, it's really not. Like when I bought it, I thought this is going to be a game. It's going to make me stressed out, but I'm going to get it anyway, purely on artistic merit. Cause it just looks so nice. Kind of mm. reminds me of how when you know Breath of the Wild was uh, announced and we knew about the uh, degrading weapons and things like yeah. that sounded really. I was like, oh, that just doesn't sounds nervous just listening to it. But in reality, I'm guessing this game when you're playing it, it doesn't have that. On paper, it no. looks stressful, but reality is it just doesn't mm. play that way. Yeah, no, it's it's never a way to die or anything. It's purely it's it's, it's it's truly a puzzle game. It's you're not going to be game over. It's just the case of figuring out how to keep moving. It looks it looks Isn't similar that? to Inside. Just graphically, I'm just looking it up here. It just looks a bit similar to Inside and Limbo, kind of Try. aesthetically. Try. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous game. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, 
less than a tenner. Go get it. It's I think it's probably what Gris was last year for me. Okay. This is my favourite indie game of this year. Oh. Already. Wow. And I've played it for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of December as well, notably. Yeah, yeah it's now my favourite indie game. Bloody hell, that's that's yeah. significant. I like it. What else have I got? I've got quite a few games. Ori in a blown forest. Bragging. Um, how, how far are you how far are you <laughs> in that now? I think I've put in probably 90 minutes not okay. a lot I've been juggling mm. games way too much I know it's not the best way to play so always one of the games I want to talk about as well so let's let's chat about that now it's um, mm. I'm probably three hours into it so far um, yeah I've just well I won't say anything. I won't say what I've just done because I don't want to spoil it but yeah it's a that's a gorgeous looking wonderful Metroidvania yeah. mm. if ever there was one yeah. um, it's so it's so weird playing it and you see achievement unlocked you see all the Microsoft the Xbox achievements <laughs> keep popping up all the time, and I'm like, "What am I? Where, where are these going? What am I doing with these?" I'm just—is it scaled like appropriately <laughs> for the Switch screen as well? Does it feel yeah. like normal? Doesn't look like it's just shoehorned in. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks. I mean, it looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. I've played it mostly docked, to be honest, um, with the Pro Controller. And today I've been playing it a bit more handheld. And oh, I miss yeah. the Pro Controller, but <laughs> it's, it's quite a lot yeah. of pinpoint jumping and quite. Uh, to, to execute some of the moves, the move set kind of slowly growing out the moves you can do um, mm. wonderfully. It's really, really nicely done. But yeah, you notice it after playing a game. You start playing a game with the Pro Controller and you play it for a number of hours and then you switch to Joy-Cons. Oh man, you wish <laughs> they're yeah. so small, yeah. those buttons. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I can't do it with Fortnite. I can't play it handheld at all because it's just the, the complexity of how quick you have to move your, your hands for it. It's just the Pro Controller leans so so well mm. uh, but yeah handheld it's crap but I guess with precision controls I didn't really find any issue with something like Celeste but um, I don't know if this is a little bit more I don't know nimble no I think it would be fine I'd be absolutely fine if I hadn't just got used to playing mm. with the Pro Controller first <laughs> right <okay. laughs> I need to just start games It'll on, do the, that. on yeah. the on the handheld um, and my bastard Joy-Cons keep dropping the connection as well which is always <laughs> mid-jump you're like uh, I mean that's still happening shit yeah I'm just going to buy some new ones I think Mine, uh, my red ones that I bought imported from Japan are just crocked. So they really? uh, even when they're docked in the switch, they're just fucked. They just won't even. It's not a drift. It's just one one. If I hit the right trigger button on one, it'll bring up the menu. <laughs> if I start like hitting like one of the buttons of on the left Joy-Con, it'll just start playing something from the right. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, how is that happening at all? Whether or not it's the switch or whether or not it's the actual Joy-Cons, I'm I'm really worried. But it's so so oh, weirdly un Nintendo, isn't it? How bad they are. Like how unreliable yeah, it's, it's just like Nintendo stuff is just built to last it's so strong and sturdy apart from the N64 controllers we won't mention them but anything other than that it's just it's uh, built to last <laughs> but even the iterations that they brought out you know and the new Switch that they brought out um, it just they just haven't improved them which is really weird because yeah. um, there's a gimmick they're great but is this why they didn't bring as many colours out because maybe they knew about this a long time ago and they were like we don't want to double down on it until we've got like a, a you know a triple A design that's mm. bottomed out that's why I'm torn because I just need to buy some new ones but I just think I know that as soon as I spend 70 quid on a new pair next week they're going to be like look we've got the new Joy-Cons that have got better buttons yeah. and nice colours and they don't fuck up within a week of owning them but they won't <laughs> they won't say that last part but they'll say the first two they'll be like nice colours and then everyone will be like right tear them down yeah are they going to drift no wonderful move on I mean, I mean, segueing onto the Switch Lite for a second, but obviously I've got one of those in the house for mm. Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really enjoying the build quality on that. <laughs> really am. The feel of the plastic, the buttons. Okay, the buttons aren't really much different at all, but everything just feels a bit more high grade. Yeah, it does. I'm hoping it doesn't fail me because we're fucked otherwise. That whole thing has to be sent off to Nintendo. Yeah, I know. I'm the same. With the yellow one, it's, I think I've been playing it now for about 90 days. No, no. Two months? Two months, let's say two months. And um, even the screen itself, I haven't got a screen protector on it, and it mm. just wipes beautifully compared to like the normal yeah. Switch screen, where it is just crap and it's not great. Uh, but look, it's the only negative I can actually think about the Switch Lite at the moment is the uh, the color hue on it. It's slightly different to the original Switch, mm. and it's not really a negative thing. It's just different. Is that the, s- is that the on-screen colors? Yeah, yeah, th- the on-screen colour is slightly different. I think the, the OG one's got a brightness sensor and can adapt the colour thing, and the, the light doesn't have that, so I don't know if you play around with the brightness uh, settings, you yeah. might be able to get it more how you want it. That makes sense. So, yeah, I'll have to do that. But just very quickly, just because I'm interested, I am actually started it, I bought it, but with Ori, um, 
do you feel that it's better than the demo? As in, it gets better than demo originally shown, or do you, do you feel it just kind of it's going to be a, a consistent game all the way through? I mean, w- what I've played so far, it feels better already. And um, on the subject of the on the topic of the demo, quickly, I'm really glad they actually um, kept my progress mm. on the demo, so I had to skip. So I could I could skip that fucking opening cutscene that made me cry my eyes <laughs> out in the demo. That was horrible. So I just got to jump straight into it past that point when his uh, friend dies. That was. Ugh. Yeah, haven't played it yet. Bit of mild spoilers. Fuck! You played the demo. You played the demo. You don't. I'm just curious. I mean, it can't spoil something that happens in the the prologue, can you? No, you can't. You can't assume that someone's going to die in something. God, mate. You know what I mean? And then get ripped for it. Terrible bastard. Yeah, the the demo I think is brilliant. It sets the tone. I do think it gets better. It surprises me with the the new mechanics. It adds. It does some clever things for. Metroid for a platformer, a Metroidvania. Um, this, you know, every every game like this has a double jump, okay, and everyone's got a kind of a dash mm. or something. Mm. But there's some clever kind of uh, sort of swing shot moves that you can do that get really kind of advanced very quickly, um, just within a few hours. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm way behind you at the moment. I'm really most basic moves I've got, and I haven't done any of this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you actually have you encountered in the uh, like the chase yes, levels yet? Yes, yes, really meant to be literally. Quiet. <gasps> fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck, literally, just while I was waiting for um, this, this to you guys to join the call. Um, I, j- I just completed the first chase level bit on the on the, on the, yeah. on the handheld switch, and yeah, I was very satisfied because I've been spending about an hour trying to do it it's, it's hard it's a surprisingly hard game actually that's yeah. kind of what it looks like this you kind of think it's a Nintendo console it looks quite sort of charming and friendly and kind of cuddly but it's a hard yeah. game there's an achievement for completing the whole game or the hardest difficulty rather is you have to do the whole game with one life and just anyone can do that that is seriously impressive achievement Sounds yeah, I think that's the one bit I'm breaking it on is the chase levels. I just, uh, I don't know. It, it, again, it's not the kind of game I go for. I, it's not. I don't have the hatred for Metroidvanias that I do RPGs, but Metroidvanias aren't games I usually gravitate mm. towards. Well, but just the art style of this game alone is what pulled me in. So I'm just hoping I don't end up hating the actual way it plays and just getting really, really frustrated. One thing I will say about it is right. that when you die, it instantly respawns. Like. Like within yeah. half a second, you're, you're straight back in it. So that's I good. like that. Um, you do have that's to like manually entry to the game now in a platformer. Sorry, it, it is just entry to the game. If that doesn't happen, it's so jarring. Um, yeah, I think it, it kind of doesn't do that in Cuphead. It takes like a little bit longer, and that really annoys me. I hated um, New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for that very reason. God, that yeah. game! Oh, Jesus Christ! It really irritates <laughs> me so much that every time you die, it just throws you back onto the world map as if you're going to decide to just go pick a different level you're like, I'm just stuck <laughs> on this poxy level I've got to finish this level to get move forward oh, that game really winds me up sore spot there yeah I like no I, that was that was this year's game and that was not anywhere near my game of the year list that was kind of that was my, I think one of the earlier podcasts recently or your game of the year that was the biggest disappointment that would have been my biggest disappointment if I'd have been on the podcast would have been that game yeah, it's not not far away from being one of mine, um, and it just kind of sat in a drawer after I played it, maybe for like two or three hours. And you know what? I, I enjoyed it when I was playing it. It was fine. It was completely okay. Rich just trashing his uh, trashing his house um, smashing, up his, yeah. smashing up his terrarium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, is that underwear in the background, Rich, as well on the right, or is that pajama pants? Uh, it's pajama pants. Pajama pants. That's fine. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, as in, uh, I don't know. Other than that, it's the disappointment. I still kind of stand by the f- furor that went round um, Blizzard and the nonsense that happened with... Um, I can't remember the other one that we picked now, but yeah. It's up there. It's going to be up there. Anyway. Witcher 3 as well, the port for it. Could have been better. Ooh. Well, mm. anyway. Mm. Ori in the Blood Forest, great game. Seems to be so far anyway. Yeah, very nice. Any, anything else, Rich, you want to you wanna cover before we move on? Um, quickly, uh, yeah. Luigi's mentioned three is yeah. adorable, lovely, and charming yeah. game. It 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 feels like less than a game. It feels like you're just actually playing like a child's playset. Like it's the kind of thing. If I was a five year old, I'd just be giggling the whole time. It, the way you interact with stuff and keep triggering like little events, it's just fucking adorable. Yeah. And uh, it, it's so lovely, and it looks fantastic. Can can confirm, wrong. my four year old son loved sitting there playing it with me saying what's in that daddy open that one daddy look in that door and he would just oh, yeah. be like jumping up on the sofa <laughs> screaming with excitement just when a ghost jumps out or you know if we found some coins or some money pops out which 
money pops out of everything and that's the good thing about this game everything yeah. you can see you can interact with in some way it's so tactile just like a kid's playset mm. you're right it's yeah, a really good way of explaining it damn I need to play that game now I need to finish Pokemon quickly <laughs> yeah 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 no I finished that um, finished that not, not, not long ago um, that was kind of oh, Astral Train came out ages ago and then that got put mm. back on the shelf because Link's Awakening came out and then yeah. Luigi's Mansion came That's out and then Luigi's Mansion went back and then I went back and finished Astral Train uh, Nintendo Life's game, Nintendo game of the year wasn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> he's trying to get digs in here. <laughs> what popular okay, game? So Very popular game. That one. You need, yeah. You need to fight back. You need to fight back. What what drew you in about Astral Chain? As in, at what point did it click? Because have we just dropped off too soon? Uh, possibly. I really liked it. Once you'd collected a few of the Legion, the the kind of the beat, the, you know the. The, mon- the, things the things on the things chain, on the yeah, the chain. they're called Legion, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you, it comes a point where you just have to kind of switch between them really quickly, and you've got these kind of angry monsters on a leash that someone like, picks a fight with you, and you can just instantly uh, you whip out this, <laughs> whip out a monster? No, that's not. <laughs> whip out your monster. At the end uh, of a chain. <laughs> whip out your angry monster. God. And, uh, <laughs> God. Um, all of our partners right now. No, you're right. It's a terrible game. Let's stop talking about anime again. No, but you just have these kind of, uh, you know, these these beasts on a leash that you could just throw at enemies and just it's very easy to pull off really cool moves and combos with them. And you just, it's like you have like a wolf and um, a giant kind of axe-wielding thing. You've got one with a sword, one with a bow and arrow. It's like you're a whole kind of team of Avengers in one and you can just flick between Mm. them all no matter what sort of enemy you're facing and you could face two or three different enemies at once so you have to quickly and you get really oh I found it kind of really easy to just flick between the two so you'd be like oh one up there quickly fire off some arrows and then quickly switch to the sword mm. guy and whack him and break his chain over there and you can just you feel really powerful um, being able to do all these moves quite quite easily for me and you know I'm not a good person at pulling off all these combos and all these complicating button moves but the, the combos it's quite simple to to chain together attacks to to look really cool, um, yeah. I've hearing you guys on the podcast, you're not wrong. Some of the things you say, they're kind of it. It goes on too long in parts. Some of the bits are just some of the missions are too long and they are dull in parts. But um, the story is kind of just 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 weird. But you know, I think maybe it helps that I played it. It broken up and I played kind of probably five hours and then Link's Awakening came out then I played another five hours and Luigi came out and then I finished it off with another five hours so it never kind of got too long and boring okay. it kind of I just mm. played it in in chunks and that kind of pretty much fit in with the different acts of the narrative so it kind of there were different the story does move on and progress and it is quite quite interesting it's kind of no, it's interesting it's nothing too original I suppose but you know you go to interesting locations there are fun developments in the in the plot I mean I'm not a huge fan of this genre so I suspect that probably it's very tropey and must be very annoying if you play a lot of these sorts of games but for me that wasn't wasn't really an issue so yeah I enjoyed the combat the story mm. was kind of novel enough and yeah just collecting the different legions and using them in in fights was was good fun have you ever played a Devil May Cry game sorry Rich no, I was just going to say quickly about um, Astral Chain. It's, it's what's really upsetting was that there was bits in that game that genuinely floored me. Is that bit? I don't think it's a spoiler now, but when the like homunculus, like alpha or beta, that giant monsters loose in the city, yeah, and it's like something out of a kaiju movie. And I was genuinely like, I was coming home from work playing that whole section. I just loved it, and then I went back to the astral realm again, and I was just like really pissed off. Yeah. So, it's just an uneven game and that's mm. what threw me off I was, one moment I had the highest highs and then I was just like oh, this again yeah. and it just the blandest levels and I was just it went on and on and on and on yeah just back on that or- original point then so have you ever played either of you Devil May Cry no at any no. point I have, I have not so I think if you were to play that game and you, it doesn't date very well and something like Capcom 100% should go back and remaster but the original Devil May Cry it had that element of story in it but the stylish kind of and this is where Bayonetta kind of came along I think for Nintendo fans and, and um, bastardised a lot of the a lot of the Devil May Cry uh, formula but with this game it it had 
heavy, heavy influence from it, but just either didn't lean heavier enough into the wackiness of this whole astral realm, and it, it just felt that like whenever I went into the astral realm, it was just a reskinned version of the human realm, and it was just... Mm just there wasn't any npcs there to speak to and it was it wasn't further in the story i was just there either saving the sister or you know the, my dad or whatever it might have been and you know, it was just kind of you know flummoxing around in there um whether or not that changes in the later game and you know there is some more substance to it i don't know i, um, I do think the back end I just of didn't look forward do you think to the back end of the game is a bit faster paced and you were genuine generally in and out of the actual plane and doing other things and it is it, the, the momentum does build um, so if that if that helps, but I, d I totally no, agree that the yeah. the actual train bits were just a slog in parts. So definitely, they went on too long. They are just so obvious filler that you think, come on, guys, this is you don't the game is fine if it had been shorter. It wouldn't have been a problem. You don't need to bulk it out with all this, yeah. all this stuff, or make or make Absolutely. them optional. Make them for people that want to go into them and complete everything, but mm. completely or completely yeah. you can ignore them if you want to. It's just, I think the level of quality, like, again, about to say Persona 5, when you flip between, like, dream states, shut up, Rich, when you dream, yeah, flip between, like, dream states in it, um, you'll you'll go into, like, the psyche of the person that you're, the, their heart that you're trying to save, and it's really, like, fleshed out, imagined, it's a JRPG, so it's not, it's not a huge amount of, like, NPCs or anything there, but it, it, it's, it's enthralling, it's interesting, you know, what you're exploring yeah. there. Um, I just didn't get that when you, you flipped over onto the other side of the coin and you were in the astral realm. Just didn't get that substance. But again, if it gets faster paced later down the line and you know, you're know you not in there as much or you, when you are in there, you're in there for quick bursts. Um, yeah, potentially could be a relatively good game. But yeah, mm. Nintendo Life's Game of the Year, as you said. Yeah, I mean, people do like it. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with a lot of your criticisms you said, but I think for me... Th those things didn't bother me, and there was enough good things in there that did keep me, keep me going. I mean, it's nowhere near my game of the year, but uh, you know, I liked it. Mm. I mean, I get why it had the impact it did. I mean, it's like an original IP for the Switch or for Nintendo, and it's actually kind of mature as well, which is like that's a huge, um, and so much so it pissed off all the uh, Xbox and PlayStation owners, yep. which was hilarious. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm, it'd be interesting to see if they ever, if that's it now, or if they go back to it and they take on board the criticism and make a better sequel see how it sells in Jan Let's see what the unit sales were because uh, it'd be quite interesting mm. Mm. cool so Rich have you got anything else you want to you want to chat about before we move on um, what else have I played quickly I just played some Yoshi's Crafted oh, World nice. which is adorable again very lovely game very mm. charming mm. not very demanding but it was a surprise one I wasn't expecting to get that for Christmas but I'm glad I've got it now because mm. I really did love mm. the demo. So it's nice to complete that. And was there one more game? I cannot think. Oh, yeah, it was Pokemon. But we mm. talked about that. So No, I'm, I'm good. Games are all done. Yoshi is one of the games that I'm just waiting for it to be a bit cheaper. It just looks doesn't look like there's enough to it there. That yeah. yeah. It's, it's good in terms of being a completionist, going back and finding all the items you missed, like the sunflowers and all that stuff. But, yeah, beyond that, it's it's very light, breezy game. But... I think it will last you a while if you are into being, you know, getting everything that's collectible in the game. I always start off thinking, I'm going to get everything in this game. I love this game. And then after 10 hours, I'm like, oh, I yeah. just want to finish this game now and play something else. It <laughs> absolutely, it ruined Odyssey for me because I was just like, I tried to play Odyssey like I did The Witcher 3. I was like, I'm going to do everything. This is going to be really... And it was there in, on the first little bit of island for about 12 hours going, I've fucking ruined this game for myself now. This is really <laughs> annoying. This is boring the shit out of me. I should have progressed the story. Shit. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Oh, I loved Odyssey. Can we? I've never talked about Odyssey in a podcast. I loved Odyssey. I got played it. I think as it intended to. As in, as soon as I had enough to leave and go to the next kingdom, I did. And then we went went back to the original kingdoms later to kind of sweep up all of the all of the moons. And what I liked about it, I think, by the time you got to the end of the game, it taught you the clues of where to look for things. And I think if you just stayed on the first world and just tried to look for everything, you would have found it quite yeah. tedious but it, the game does that great Nintendo thing of it teaches you the tricks just exactly like Breath of the Wild does where it teaches you how to find the Korok seeds uh, by the end of the mm. game you, you go back to the original kingdoms and you think how did I not see all this stuff at the start yeah. how did I not see <laughs> yeah. that there's like a glowing wall there or there's a crack <laughs> there or there's clearly a secret there that I can just walk through or you feel like an idiot because you just go around the side of a building and there's just a moon chilling out and you're like oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah to turn the camera around you too yeah, oh, yeah. I reckon we'll get Odyssey two next year. 
Yeah, I love Odyssey. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually gave my copy away this Christmas to some kid, so I feel quite good. Some kid? Just a random... Yeah, there's some kid on... There's a, there's a woman on Twitter that wanted to get a Switch for her nephew, and I'd sent oh, her a okay. copy of Odyssey. I wasn't playing anymore. I thought I'd let him enjoy okay. it. What a guy! So, it's got it now, which is really quite nice. But um, at the same time, I'm actually you know pissed off now. It was my first Switch game. And you know he traded it. You know he traded like, it straight in. Donators regret. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> should have. Yeah. Po- Pokemon Sword. Straight down. Straight down. <laughs> CEX and trade that. Trade that puppy in. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I have. Uh, I've been playing Ori. Talked about that. Playing Astral Chain. Luigi. We talked about those. Um, I have a couple of games mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, which mm. released this year so definitely contender for my game of the year on switch um okay have either you guys played played it nope nope it's it's so the the hook of the game is you play you can control two brothers and each one is mapped to a different analog stick and you have to kind of solve puzzles by moving them both you can all you have to, all you can do is move and grab things or press a trigger to interact with things so trigger on each joycon move around with the joystick with the joystick interact to move things pick things up whatever and yeah the two of them have to combine to solve kind of basic puzzles as you're going around and it's nothing to you you have to pick up both ends of a log and use it to carry and make a bridge and things but the story Hmm. it tells it's the 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 premise of it at the start is their their father is dying he's ill it's all done wordlessly it's all they're all speaking some um foreign language but you can t- you can tell what, what's going on just by the, the, the clever art and direction. Um, so your father's dying on his deathbed. They have to go and get some um, some herb or some ingredient from a tree, and the doctor's telling them where to go. So the two brothers set off on this adventure to to get what they need. And the journey they go on is absolutely it's like a fairy tale. It's like someone sat around a fire mm. telling you this story of these two brothers that go on this epic adventure. And it starts off just in a normal town, and you think it's you you don't realise what what's going to happen. And the the magic that unfolds. There are I, mean, I don't want to spoil it because the things you see on it are just like so unexpected. Um, but there are there's so much you just wander upon these tragic scenes or these funny scenes um, something as simple as some some guy that's taunting you because you can't get across a bridge and then later you see him being chased by a dog and he's hiding up a tree just little little moments that are in the background that are so easy to miss that there's just so much packed into a game that takes about three hours to to play from start to finish so you can sit down one evening with it and it's like watching a film and the way that it tells right. the story um, nice. You get taken on this journey with these two brothers, and it's it's scary, it's funny, it's tragic, it's genuinely one of the most emotional sucker punch endings of a game that I can ever think of playing. And you kind of think, Christ, that's just three hours. It's just managed to do all of that. When some games, you know, it really annoys me when they say, "Oh, yeah, games, game, you're gonna play for ten hours, and then it starts to get good." I'm like. Pff. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> this game is—it packs everything into three hours, and it should be a lesson for any other developers. It's like you don't need 15 hours to establish a mood. Mm. Like you can do so much in such little time, just with good um, art direction and uh, act, yeah, the, you know, the gameplay is great. Um, yeah, it really, really should. Can't recommend it enough for people to play. So it's. R- it says emotional, so I'm gonna jump on it. Yeah, it's yeah, sounds like something you and I cry to, Rich. Looks, um, <laughs> the graphics fantastic. It's only a tenner as well on the eShop store. Yeah, I mean, it it's pretty. You can tell special. it's probably. Yep. F- I know f- when it came out. It came out originally the Xbox 360, so it's kind of a last gen looking game. So you know, it runs perfectly fine on on Switch. The gra- graphics are fine for what it's trying to do. Um, you do think, oh, if they remade mm-hmm. this with a modern engine. Um, it would look you, people would sit up and take a lot more notice of it now um, I think than what they're doing I think people are, s- are sleeping on it or they just wouldn't give it a second look because it kind of looks a bit old but um, obviously well, it originally came out 2013 August so it's not um, ah Joseph Farris like that's the guy that did what was the name of that game with the convicts yes yeah oh um Oh, way out! Yeah, way out. There's yeah, a really good director's commentary on this as well, where you can hear he sits there playing through the game and he's talking about kind of the making of the game. And because it's only two, three hours long, it's it's really interesting. You can sit there and it's like watching a director's commentary on a DVD. Um, yeah, I just liked his uh, E3 presentation. 
He just comes out. He's like, "Fuck you guys! I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> announce my game." And everyone's like, "Whoa, this guy's amazing!" Um, Hazel Light is the name of his new studio. Yeah, and they did a way out. Mm. Uh, but I was, I've not played that. Bought it. No, not played it. Yet. But it's such a. It's so cheap, and it's it's often on sale. So if it's not on sale at the moment, just kind of wait till the next sale. I'm sure it will be. And it doesn't require much of the investment. I think for the amount of time you put into it and what you get out of it, it's just stunning. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone, if you have a brother, I don't know if it has more resonance. Um, if anyone that has a brother, I mean, I do. I was just like, oh man. Um, <laughs> but if you get emotional games, if games make you cry, then I defy you to not not be feeling it by parts of this parts of this game. I don't want to say more because there are so many bits that I just I you're desperate. Yeah, yeah. I wish, you? I wish you guys had played it. And we <laughs> could do the two minutes spoiler spoiler cast again because there's just so many bits that you just you stumble upon and you just. Oh, it's amazing. What I would say is not as a spoiler, but I think the makers of God of War, the new God of War, must have played this game because the interactions with Kratos and Atreus, Atreus are just so similar to the way you have to combine the sort of the two play the two characters on screen combining themselves to to solve puzzles. And I know in God of War you don't directly control Atreus, but it's that same kind of family dynamic and linking up the play um, to to solve mm. puzzles and things. So if you like that sort of interaction and what's going on in the new God of War, then that's another thing in this game's favour. You just sold it. Well done. I'm going to go and buy it. Mm, well done. <laughs> this, this, yeah. is, yeah. this is my mission in life, which is to yeah, convince people. Um, that's it. Yeah. I think, I've, I think, I've, signed ben, I think I've signed Ben up for it as well. So. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have Ben crying. So you'll play 45 minutes and it'll be done. So That'll be it. Done. The other game that I'm going to convince you to go and buy now is The Tourist. Either of you played that yet? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm, been des- there. I was say, I'm desperate for someone to uh, persuade me to buy this game. So it's so, it's so good. It's released at the most perfect time of the year, coming out in the t- depths of winter when it's cold and dark outside. So it's like going on your dream holiday if you play this game. Um, you just rock up on an island and you just... So it's Switch only, by the way, isn't it? This is just Switch. Yeah, because yeah, it's uh, Shinen Multimedia who just make just make Nint- Nintendo games guys. they're a 3DS Wii U developer I think they have done a game which has been out on PS4 but they're generally a second party Nintendo developer right, okay. and it's such a Nintendo game it's the first party quality to this game it looks well I mean you've seen you know what it looks like it looks incredible yeah. it runs at a locked 60 frames per second it just looks Ooh. so good on the Switch's screen because it's just the art style they've chosen it just looks fine in the lower res that the Switch can do or even on handheld it looks brilliant and the lighting the depth of field effects it looks very similar to Link's Awakening but it runs far far better it's amazing right. that you kind of think this feels like the quality the polish level of it it feels like a first party Nintendo game and the fact that it runs better than some first party Nintendo games that have come out this year um, just says how well Shinen uh, do as a developer with the Switch so what's the story in it? Is there any story? Uh, there is a story. I mean, the 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 premise is you rock up at the island. You very quickly, you find your way into this ancient monument that's on the island. Um, there's a guy inside it that sort of sets you off to find more monuments and to retrieve something from them on different islands. Mm. And you just basically you keep finding maps. You go to a new island. Um, you solve the puzzles. There's a bit of exploration, talking to people, some side quests. Some uh, the, the monuments themselves are kind of like small dungeons. It's a, it's a very, very Nintendo-esque, particularly very Zelda sort of style game where you've got kind of open world islands uh, to explore. You've got people to talk to on them, and they send you off to retrieve things for them or do things for them or just general quests. Uh, you've got the dungeons. There are bosses kind of bosses at the end of each one um some are more boss like than others some are just more kind of elaborate puzzles to solve but it's it's great and the puzzles and the challenges there's not real much challenge to it some of the puzzles can be quite tricky some can be a bit confusing as to what they're actually asking you to do but generally they're all quite straightforward um it's it's just a very i mean the game it probably takes about six or seven hours to complete so it's another one that you can pick up play through very quickly um the, this, I think it's just the charm that it has. The, the, it's, it's a funny game to play. The things that characters come out with, the, th- the things you have to do are quite funny. There's one island you go to, and there's a there's a DJ trying to, trying to, 
organise a rave and everyone's kind of dancing on the dance floor and they're not really feeling it and your job is to just make the party really epic so you have to just go around and find things to, to do to make this party even better and stuff and it's yeah you kind of again it's not it's not complicated how to do it the, the solution to that but it's just it makes you smile what you're doing and it's you know it's really funny watching the impact of your actions because everything you have you can kind of interact with every sort of sun lounger you see you can just sit on and just sunbathe um, so it's a very you can go in people's houses and look in their cupboards and get you know find money in their cupboards. So it's again, it's a very kind of Zelda-esque type thing. Um, I'd love to see Nintendo say to Shinin, "Well, make a game like this, but make it a Zelda game, and then more people would play it." And it was, yeah, it's that's the the biggest compliment I can pay, I guess. That's a huge compliment. Looks gorgeous. Yeah. I think I've hundred percent for you know best part of twenty quid. What was it, eighteen quid? Um, you know, to to throw that money into something that's going to give me that sort of experience. It's worth it definitely mm. um especially when like you said Link's awakening was well it ran like hot trash <laughs> <laughs> and that was a 45 quid game so i think i could live with part of my way for 18 pounds to have that sort of experience yeah, yeah it doesn't ask too much of your time it packs so much in there's so many different varieties of of gameplay so as well as the exploring the sort of quests the the dungeons the the puzzles um there's loads of mini games there's canoeing section there's um, a football um, penalty section there's um, spelunking bit you know exploring some caves you go exploring so there's so many there's so much variety of different locations and things to do in them that it just packs so much in that it doesn't feel like a short kind of six hour game it feels like you know when you think back all the things you do in the game you kind of feel feels a lot there's no filler or padding there's just so much packed into it and my only criticism of the game is that I wish there was more more to it it's you know it's so enjoyable that you kind of wish the environments the, the islands were bigger and there was more to do on them and there was more people to talk to and there was um, bigger the monuments were, were larger and more complex to explore but then you kind of just have to remember this is a, an indie game that's a small team that's made it and I think the, the polish of it mm. makes you feel like you're playing a bigger game and you kind of it surprises you that, it's, that it is quite small so you kind of do have to always remember that no, this is a kind of small team effort, and it's absolutely remarkable what they've pulled off. Yeah, there's a lot of people I mean, that rave about it. This is definitely, I think, it's definitely a top of my uh, list now for next eShop purchase. I mean, Shinin have got a lot of goodwill with me anyway. Like ever since um, Fast RMX, which is a game I still go back to, and I got that the first day I got the Switch, mm. and like yeah. with the Taurus, just looks fantastic. I don't know how they've managed so much. Yeah, I was going to say on the so latest. Um, sorry, mate. On the le- latest Desert Island Cart, um, they were talking about obviously Shinen and exactly how that game stood up so well and the size of the downloads as well. Oh, one hundred meg. Yeah, how good they are at compressing these games. It's just insane. Um, it seems that is Nintendo esque in a way how they've managed to compress it so much. They seem to. Conf- yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. It's witchcraft. Insane. <laughs> Germans, goddamn Germans. Are they German? Clever. No I think so, yeah. Wow. Sure they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure yes. they've got a head- German. headquarters in Munich. Yeah, it's a German, German game. Yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah, no, top top game. And another really one that you can just play through really quickly, one and done, enjoy it in a couple of sittings, and just walk away without... You never kind of outstays as welcome or gets on your nerves because <sighs> it's just so quick. And it that classic Nintendo thing, it introduces new ideas and then straight away it's onto the next one or it gives you a kind of a new gameplay yeah. mechanic. Have fun with that, move on to the next one. Um yeah, it's, it's great. It's a purchase. I'm getting it. Right, yeah, I mean, two games I've sold you tonight. To, it's twenty-eight. It's twenty-eight quid now. Down. Need to find. Need to. F- need to get another job. Need to start working in an evening to be able to pay <laughs> for these games. You'll be fine. I'm glad I've got a new SD card now. I'm relieved. Oh, that's it's <laughs> the. It's a tiny game though. It's only like two hundred and thirty meg apparently, because a lot of it is procedurally generated wow. on the fly. So, which I don't quite oh, begin. Okay. I can't even begin to understand how that works, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a tiny, tiny game. Amazing. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, so I've been really enjoying just playing now with Ori, which I think is you know, kind of an eight to ten hour game. Um, Brothers, The Tourist. Uh, after a year spent playing quite long, chunky games on Switch, I'm really enjoying now just playing through all these kind of smaller, <coughs> smaller indie titles. And yeah, the your Rich, your one that you've been raving about there, the the far. Far. Yeah, far um far loan far sales. sales. Yeah, that sounds like another is that quite a short quite a short experience. Say nine nine seventy four on the sale. So it's Yeah, I'm, I'm 
Yeah, it's cheap. I'm playing inside as well on the PlayStation 4, so even you know, on, the, on the PS4, I'm, again, playing these kind of smaller experiences, and it's kind of nice to, to have a break from these bigger, chunkier, chunky games. This is yeah, agreed. Definitely. I think in an indie game, there's a lot more... Uh, there's a lot more. There's a much more of a sort of central idea at its at its core that it's actually trying to to achieve. Or there's some, yeah, whether it's the artwork or the the gameplay mechanic or something. And you don't get that so much, or you don't get that at all in a game like Assassin's Creed, which might be a great game, but it's kind of it's like a Disney film. There now they're just kind of churning churning them out now. Um, yeah. Whereas the indie games are, it's someone's passion project. It's a labour of love that someone has sat down and created because they wanted to say something very specific and they wanted to do it very well and they poured their heart into it and that comes across much more than yeah, what you can get from the bigger AAA games. Yeah, I think the, the themes of indie games just appeal to me a lot more. Like I said, with the whole, the emotion of them, it just... I don't know, it just speaks to me greater. And it is better as well in terms of my hobby, like how long mm. or how short they are. I can just get through more more experiences. Mm. That's why I stepped away from traditional consoles because most AAA games, they're massive. I don't have time for Red Dead. I don't have time for Assassins. I don't have time for Death Strandings. I just don't. And I think that's why the Switch is probably going to be safe when we go into the mm. next gen. Because I think, I know people are thinking all oh, third... Um, third parties are going to desert the switch yeah but i don't think they will i think it could say it's going to become a dumping ground for ports but i don't know I think you're abs- if the ports are like alien isolation then i'm yeah, happy I think you're absolutely right and there's been a lot of chatter yeah. in the last few days of people saying oh when the ps5 comes out what does that mean for for switch so they're not going to get any games i'm like you're crazy if you think that because so yeah. you know all developers want to put their games on switch right now we might not get ports day and yeah. date like we're getting with doom eternal once that's probably not going to be possible, I think they'll leave this generation behind um, when when they move on. It's the equivalent. It's sorry, I was going to say it's the equivalent of let's say Hovis turning around and going, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to put our bread anymore into Iceland. Let's just stick to Tesco as Nasdaq. Does that sound like a good idea, guys? Should we just stick to the big? Let's stick to the big guy. Because why wouldn't you offer your game out to everyone? Why wouldn't you try and get that game onto mm. every possible platform, whether it's Steam, whether it's Switch, whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, whether it's on the back of a telly, whatever, or back of a fridge, whatever it might be, you know, you want your game on that platform so that you can sell copies. Yeah, I mean... Um, and the install base that Switch has got now is bigger than the Xbox well, One. And, and so not just Switch, I mean PS4 and Xbox. If, you toss up the, you know, if you're a developer, you think, well, for the first year at least of PS5, so we're talking all of next year and 2021, developers, for 2021, developers are gonna, probably still going to want to put their game out on the current gen consoles, mm. including the Switch, just because there's going to be you know a few million PS5 and Xbox Series X owners. They're going to be expensive consoles, <laughs> and there's going to be you know, 100 million of current gen console owners. And if you're making an indie game, it's not going to, you know, you'll be alright if you're making Assassin's Creed that you know you're going to get millions of sales. But if you're making an indie game, you're going to want as big an audience as possible to potentially buy that game. It's hard enough as it is to make money from a game, so you're going to put it out there on as many consoles as possible. So yeah, Dan, you're absolutely right. Yeah. What was the name of the game? I can't remember. That came out on Switch and it sold more. And it'd been out on other consoles and every Steam. game, and <laughs> yeah, pretty much every game. But it sold more on Switch ah. within like a couple of days or something ridiculous. I, I'm sure oh, it was an indie game. Shit, yeah, it was, and it's, I cannot remember. But I remember. Guy was really, really open about it. And ah, just went, oh yeah, we we made an absolute shit ton of money off it on Switch, but reality, we you know it, we made hardly anything on Steam or you know console. Mm. I think while you've still got that magic surrounding Nintendo. Um, bearing in mind as long as they make their dev kits a little bit more accessible because that seems mm. to be something that comes up quite a bit um, but make it a bit more accessible and as long as they're iterative you know they're keeping up with the tech so that if you are bringing out I don't know an indie game that's quite demanding um, you know graphically that it can keep up on Switch as well as it can on, on other console then you know it's um, it's cost of development isn't it if you can keep that low and you're not having to redevelop too much on a different platform um, then you know why wouldn't you bring it out on every possible platform that you've mm. got? So yeah. it's exciting, though. Yeah. It's it's going to be a very interesting couple of years, and uh, you know it's Nintendo, so I wouldn't expect them, or you know, wouldn't be surprised if they turned around and completely changed their their mo and went, okay, we're not going to go for AAA. We're going to completely roll it back. We're going to be first party only. By the way, there's also a Netflix esque 
um, plat uh, you know kind of purchase that you can per uh, get on Xbox for Nintendo games as well, or you can have the Switch, um, which is portable, <laughs> and you can have Xbox games on or you know for a, a Netflix again Netflix esque sorry uh, Xbox games for Game Pass or whatever it might be. I think things will change in that way, and I think the the relationships that's the, the very modern CEOs and um, sales managers and visionaries that you've got at the forefront of each of the you know the studios and and the game uh, console manufacturers, they're all going to be looking at the best way now to uh, ensure the likes of Apple, Google um, don't steal a march and yeah. start launching I mean, games on their platform. They tend to find no one else is ever going to have Zelda or Mario and. Yeah, it's all the while Nintendo have got that, then they'll be absolutely be fine. I think next Christmas. Within two years, I was going to say sorry. Within two years, I think you'll see Mario on another console. Ooh. Interesting. Mm. Well, to be fair, Zelda was on the uh, Philips CDI, <laughs> so anything can happen. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, that and to be fair, you could be yeah, you could be really pedantic and say it wasn't like Soul Calibur. Couldn't you get one of like Nintendo characters through that at some point? Or I mean, that, you've I got know. Mario. You've got but Mario yeah. on Apple. Um, on phones now, so yeah, you have. So true. Why not? Why Reckon not? Xbox two years. Yeah. I mean, if if Odyssey. if Microsoft becomes more of just wants to be a platform holder, then maybe Nintendo will feel less of a threat, especially because it's not as if Xbox sells in Japan anyway. So you know, why not? If no, no. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Um, if you can prove it. Do yeah, it. but I just think next Christmas Nintendo are going to absolutely fine because. PlayStation, Xbox, new ones are going to come out, and they're going to be five hundred quid, probably four hundred at least. Um, yeah. I think Nintendo will probably at that point say, "Well, OG Switch, we'll probably do an upgrade. Maybe, maybe not. We'll just drop the price down to two thirty RRP, and so you probably pick it up cheaper than that." Switch Lite, one hundred and fifty. So if you're thinking, "Well, which one do I invest in? Do I invest in these new consoles that all the games are fifty, sixty quid, and there's not a huge amount to play on them yet, and they cost four or five hundred, hundred quid?" Or do I just pick up the Switch? Huge backlog of games that people have been raving about mm -hmm. for the last five, ten years. Yeah, they've sold gangbusters already, but there's still many, many people that haven't bought it, bought it yet that Nintendo still can go out and sell Switches to. Um, and mm. people buy games as well when, they, yeah, when they do release Breath of the Wild 2 and the next Mario Odyssey 2 or whatever it ends up being, they're going to sell absolutely tons of those. And um, we'll find out come January just how many Pokemon copies they've sold, but it's going to be an insane number. Nintendo are absolutely fine. I don't think they're worried at all about um, PS4 and Xbox. No. Just the sales for the Switch Lite alone as well. I'm looking forward to where they're going to be by the first quarter of next year. I'd be interested. Yeah. Wasn't it two weeks and we already had like what we would deem an astronomical amount of Switch Lite sold? Yeah. And that was on the last report. So Japan. Mm. Man, Crazy yeah, in Japan. insane. Absolutely insane. But I'd like to know the install base of Switch Lights on current Switch owners as well. I reckon that'd be a really interesting split. Like, yeah. how many people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but if it, even if it was like 0 0.25, that's insane. Twenty-five yeah. percent of all Switch owners own a Switch Lite as well. I, I just love that idea. That's it's exactly why Nintendo isn't just a, a standard brand. And going by going um, by Twitter this this week, just the amount of people posting pictures of their kids or their nephews mm. that got Switch Lights and their, yeah, yeah, yeah. their family members that got Switch Lights. There are going to be lots and lots of two Switch households families now. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I'm seeing my wife playing on the uh, on her on her turquoise light. And I'm getting a bit jelly. I want to You're gonna get <laughs> really bad <laughs> just for myself. Yeah, do it. It's just such a nice piece of kit. I know. I Great. Know. Okay. I've well, it's gone. I was gonna say we've, this. It's gone over an hour. Andrew was gonna be pissed yeah. off. Because <laughs> well, you, you say you're saying I'm the chief Omengo, like of, he's the blowing, he's the one pulling all the strings in the background in the dark. He's the Sith Lord. He's Palpatine. But I mean, you know, it's 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 Christmas. <laughs> Come on, think we call call it the the, yeah, the bumper point, express. Yeah. You know, there's been so yeah, much. Yeah, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. come on, there's been so much we've been playing. Let's talk about it. Just chill out. Light enough. Chill, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Stop getting into fights on Twitter and just chill out. Yes, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> dear, dear, oh dear. Lesson. Um, good. Okay. Well, yes. Thank you. Um, there. Yeah. Like I can say, this is what happens when you let me host it. We, we're going to go on, and we'll, we'll damn well talk about the games <laughs> we want to talk about. Uh, time, well. time slots be damned. Um, yeah. Great. Okay. Well, when can people? When? When's the next OG? 
gonna be gonna be recorded anyway? Oh, good question. I think well, we got our like planning session tomorrow. We should just record that. And yes, I'm sure people, people can, can hear exactly the magic. What a train people wreck would love that it. Be. <laughs> it looks really organised at the moment. We've got an agenda. We've got Ben sharing it, and we've got other people. Like everyone, literally everyone is jumping in at some point. Um, so that that should be exciting. We should just put that as an OG. Mm. But I think we should record probably uh, around New Year, mm. uh, and then try and get something out. You know, first couple of days of Jan. I'm off to the sixth, so I can record anything anytime. Mm, t- well, I'm off too, but I'm surrounded by children, so I can't record anything anytime. Second. But um, yeah, I just want to say thanks, guys. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to. You know, I obviously can't. It's quite difficult for me to sit down and spend a couple of hours recording a, a, a proper OG episode. So it's nice to do these nice short episodes that only go on for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's only because Rich kept talking about all the games he's been playing so long. Blame him. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, great. Well, let's should we should we end it there? Should we thank uh, thank our listeners there? Thanks, thanks everyone. Thank um, thank you listeners. Our Patreon, thank, thank our you. patrons. Um, th- they're oh, great. Thank you yeah, they're great. Well. Um, if you've they're really if you've cool. enjoyed this, despite me me hosting it, then <laughs> please do uh, consider joining up and signing up to our patrons. Um, go to our website, theswitchisland.com. Yeah. 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 Um, nailed it. Nailed it. Follow me on Twitter at theeggman64. Follow these two. What are your? Go on. Who are you on Twitter, guys? Go on, Dan. Oh, I thought you meant you've forgotten. Uh, at Dreamcast Barber. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at Danny Wood. <laughs> I've got the numbers. Oh, oh, come on, you said, said it earlier. We said it earlier. We talked thank about this. Is, this is code for Pokemon, isn't it? <laughs> no, thank God this Send is an express. Reviews, no one cares. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. You can follow me. I I'll recently came back to Twitter after a 12-hour ban. So that's good. Oh God. Oh, 12-hour ban. Shadow banned. I like yeah, it. Of course, I want to. Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> Andrew, again. Andrew, can you beat that out, please? <laughs> sorry. What was that? Sorry. One hour seven. <laughs> right on seven. that bombshell, the sea bombshell. Thank you and goodbye. Oh.